Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Big things, by the way, happening in the Big Cock Club Discord. If you don't believe me, ask anybody. That's in the BCC as we're talking recruiting the latest Keelan Adams commitments and uh, the potential that it may not be done yet. So, anyways, that's all I'll say. 843 
That's 843-790-3377 here on this Thursday. Anyways, let's get into your questions. Let's go back. A lot of questions in the YouTube chat. I want to say thank you yet again to Mark Ryan. A fantastic conversation. We'll go ahead and jump to the phone lines now. Call from Dalton. Dalton, what's going on, my friend? How are you? What's up, Chris? I'm just trying to uh, enjoy my last couple weeks uh, going out to South Dakota on the 19th for a family visit. And then after that, I'll be uh, officially starting my new job. So I'm just trying to enjoy the rest of the summer while I can and, you know, just hang out. Yeah, definitely enjoy the time off while you have it, Dalton, because when you're sitting there in the office, I'm sure you'll you'll want it back. <laughs> but uh, anyways, no, I, I appreciate you calling in, man. Excited for you to start the new gig. But, yeah, um, I wanted to call and sort of comment on, on uh, you know, the recruiting turmoil or uh, th- things of this nature, I guess, the, the uh, panic around recruiting. And I would just say, I mean, first of all, like you already said, South Carolina has never been a, a top 10 recruiting program in its history other than in a couple of years, right? I mean, to expect that we – are going to recruit in the top 10 every single year, I think would be kind of an unrealistic expectation until we start, you know, being, uh, being ranked in the top 10 and, and being in the upper echelon of the SEC. So that's, that's sort of my first comment is, is the people who are, you know, complaining about recruiting because, you know, we're not in the top 10, you know, we're getting beat by, by uh, Georgia and Clemson for, for, uh, you know, recruiting rankings, it, it, at the end of the day, it just kind of is what it is. We, mm-hmm. We've been doing that for the last, you know, however many years. And, you know, during our best years, it didn't seem to matter how well they were recruiting on the field. I mean, last year they had a, a higher ranked recruits than we did, and we still beat them on the road. So, you know, recruiting can only do so much. Indeed. Now, listen, and I, and I trust Shane Beamer and everything he's doing. And I, I think that uh, as, I, as I was talking with Mark Dalton, that, uh, you know, South Carolina just got off to a really hot start and was, you know, top five in the country in recruiting. And it's, it's you know, was it ever feasible to think that Carolina was going to finish there? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. But, uh, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the conversation as NIL takes center stage that we had yesterday when people want to say, you know, in this new age, NIL, NIL. Do you view NIL as an asset for South Carolina or another hurdle they have to climb? Because I think in some areas it is an asset, but I mean, in others, man, I mean, it's, I don't think it's any secret about what, you know, JC Sherbert put on his message boards yesterday, people on Twitter talking about it, that the realities of South Carolina's NIL situation, is it as gloom and doom or bad as that came off? I I don't know, but you know, it, it, it just, it adds another layer of competitiveness to NIL, which I guess that, has always been there. Right now, it's just in our face and it's public. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man, where I think when South Carolina, you know, for them to get a top 15 or, God forbid, top 10, um, you just got to start winning more games and and show these these five-star prospects and all these blue chippers that you can come in and win at a high level, go to the league, all that stuff, because, you know, listen, Alabama's going to be Alabama, LSU's going to be LSU, Georgia's going to be Georgia. At this point, Clemson's going to be Clemson. you know, it's it's the one thing South Carolina does not have that they've got to constantly fight is tradition. So, 
which they can. They can combat that. They've showed that. But I think to your point, man, I think as long as South Carolina is finishing with with top 20 classes, I mean, I talked about this the first summer that Shane Bieber was employed, that at South Carolina, man, I mean, you, you've talked about it and others have, like, man, you could go out there and play quarterback for Georgia and you're going to go undefeated. That's not the case at South Carolina, right? You're going to have to not just get talent, but you've got to develop players. Like, to be a successful at South Carolina, you've got to be a master talent evaluator and a master talent developer. You have to be. You just flat out have to be because you're you're not getting so many five stars that it's like, well, I mean, we just, you know, we'll just roll them out there. We're better than everybody else. So um, it's a different challenge at South Carolina. Again, it's one that Shane Beamer's embracing and he's up to. But, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, what you're seeing right now, the recruiting, I mean, certainly, again, man, it's just, it's the slow of the summer. All we have to talk about outside of projections and predictions is recruiting. And so the fact that South Carolina hasn't gotten a blue chipper in, what, two months or so, that's starting to weigh on people. Well, I mean, going back to your point about NIL as to, you know, whether it's an asset or a hurdle, I mean, I I really think, you know, if you go back historically, that the NIL landscape really hasn't changed that much about, like, the position of South Carolina or the hierarchy within the college football landscape. I mean, you, you look at all these other programs and, and there's programs that are way more money than South Carolina. I mean, Texas, Texas mm-hmm. A&M, LSU, Georgia, all of those have higher, you know, more donors with more money, you know, what, what have you. So, so I would say, you know, it, it can be a hurdle. It can also be an asset, but I mean, South Carolina fans, you know, and, and people in any fan base like to think, oh, you know, we're the only ones that are losing recruits uh, due to NIL. No, no. I mean, I'm yeah. sure every other school is dealing with the same situation as us who, who aren't in the top upper echelon of, you know, recruiting, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, dude, for, for sure. I mean, it, and there's going to be some players that are more, you know, kids choose schools for all kinds of different reasons, you know. Some guys choose it because of the, the the culture fit. Some choose it because of the campus. Some choose it because the academics. Some choose it because the coaching staff. Playing time. I mean, it, it, it varies. Some kids these days are choosing schools for NIL. Like, that's just – it's a factor. It factors in, man. It does. So, I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to lose some guys because of NIL. The same way before in the past. You would have lost guys because of they like the campus better or the culture better or – you know, whatever it might playing time, whatever it might have been, it's going to continue I mean, to happen. Let's man. not pretend that there weren't that there weren't bags being dropped. You know, before mm-hmm. the the NIL here, right? I mean, we we everybody knows that the top echelon of players getting recruited by the the top end schools were getting money to to go to those schools one way or the other. You know, yeah, it, it was happening. It it's just a lot more out in your face and they're they're bidding wars that are you know uh what known by you know recruiting quote-unquote recruiting experts that's the only thing that's changed Mm. and i mean you know i i haven't lost uh belief in shane beamer as a recruiter i mean you go look at the best years that we've had as a program under spurrier he was the recruiting director i mean he got all of those players that, you know, we remember back in 2010, 11, 
um, to come to South Carolina. And I think, you know, he's going to continue to do so. It's just going to be a process of, of changing things around and being more consistent mm. and successful on the field long term. And then you may be seeing South Carolina recruit, you know, in the top 10, top 12 level, no, no matter what, you know, our NIL circumstances are or, mm. you know, what have you. Yeah. With the finance. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you make great points, Dalton. I'll just say this, man. I, I do trust Beamer on the recruiting side of things. I, I think that, uh, you know, South Carolina is going to be fine. It, it may not be top five or top ten classes, but I, I feel confident that South Carolina will continue to recruit at a, I'll say, top 20 level. And if they're doing that, man, they're, and that you're able to snag that game-changing, you know, a five-star a year, which South Carolina has never done, by the way. But if you're able to do that, I think you're going to put yourself in position to win eight, nine games a year and, you know, maybe even exceed that. And once you do, I think once you get back to winning double-digit games, well, then that's when your recruiting is really going to take off, be top 15, be top 10, because those top blue chippers, they want to play at places where it's good and the winning is good and you're winning a lot, right? So uh, that's why, you know, I always say, you know, the advantages that Clemson has had being in the ACC over South Carolina – they're undeniable. Now, you might think the SEC is an advantage, but what I'm talking about is this. In South Carolina's greatest stretch, when the Gamecocks were winning Outback Bowls, they were winning ACC championships. And you can turn your nose up at the ACC all you want, but guess what? It's awesome on a recruiting visit to show a player a ring, a trophy, titles. Like, that's what a lot of these guys, they want to see that. You know what I mean? So, it's uh, it's 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 a little bit more difficult because, you know, of where you are. But it can be done. I think Shane River can do it. I have full confidence in that. Yeah, we'll just have to see. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully we can end this class, uh, you know, um, on a hot streak. I think successful results on the field this season will is, is one of the best ways to do that. So, you know, let's say if, if uh, Beamer can can uh, exceed the win total again this year and and sort of uh, continue the momentum. Indeed. Dalton, always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate the call. Great stuff as always. You have a good one. Yeah, man, you too. Take care. Great stuff from our friend Dalton. Our guy Aaron tried to call in like seven times, I believe. So, Aaron. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see if we can get Aaron to call back in. I don't know. I don't know if he's watching. He's just trying to call. I, I don't know what it is. Um, hopefully, we can get him on the line. Aaron's a good time. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Thursday. In the meantime, we'll get into your YouTube chat, your questions. Let's dive into these. Let's see. Happy birthday to Rebecca. Indeed. Happy birthday, Rebecca. Thank you for tuning in. The sisters tuned in. Jacqueline, what's going on? All right, here we go. Let's get back to the phone lines. Call from Robbie Davis, Jackson's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what is going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good on my end, but um, uh, just uh, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, keep my family in your prayers, especially my mom, because we found out. I think what was it Tuesday morning. My youngest brother was on his way to work, and he went head on into a eighteen wheeler flatbed 
Wow. That's awful, man. I'm, I'm sorry to and, hear that. And uh, he's, uh, he's in surgery as mm. we speak. Thankfully, I think all he suffered was bruises and, and he's banged up a little bit and he's suffered a broken jaw and his, bro- his jaw's broken in three places. Wow. But other than that, he's okay. And it's definitely an act of God that he's alive because he was not buckled up. So, mm. so mm. I've, I've, it's been a rough week for my family. Mm. So, uh, well, definitely the family but, uh, in, in our, is in our prayers, Robbie. I, I hate to hear that, man, truly. But thank goodness it's, I mean, like uh, you said, at the God, he's still alive. So make sure to wear your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, that's what Dalton says. <laughs> it, yeah, but, uh, and, uh, and I also found out a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, and I completely forgot about this, but when my brother was in high school, my, my, this, is, this is my youngest brother, not mm-hmm. my other brother, my youngest brother, Leon. But I found out whenever he was in high school, he was getting recruited by by um, College of Charleston to play baseball. Really? Yeah, and he, and I asked him, I was like, "Why didn't you go?" I said, "He told me he said because his grades weren't where he wanted them to be. So instead of instead of just." Sticking with the classes that he already had, he wanted to bring his GPA up. Mm-hmm. So he did some a little bit more difficult classes, and instead of focusing on getting ready to go play college ball, he in, in, wanted to get his grades up. Mm-hmm. But um, other than other than this mishap, my family's doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear and, it, Robbie. Um, so, anyways, I'm gonna get to why why I called. Um, and I I I think I I'm to the point now to where I really don't give a flying monkey fart about recruiting. Okay, solely based on the fact that Beamer is going to get the guys that we need no matter who they are and no matter where they come from. He's going to find the right guys that fit into what he's trying to build. So I am, I'm to the point, I don't really care about recruiting at all. If we get a five-star guy, great. That's, that's, that's great. I'll be happy. But I'm to the point, I really just don't care about recruiting. I just want to see who we get how we develop them and see what we can turn them into. Because like I said, like I've said, like I've said before, and like you've said, some of the best players in school history were not five-star prospects. DJ Swearinger was not a five-star prospect. He was a three-star prospect. But our coaching staff turned him into a five-star prospect Mm. through his years at Carolina. Same with a couple of others. So that is why I am not making it such a big deal with recruiting anymore. Solely because Beamer has been here before. He has recruited at a high level here before. So I don't really make it that big of a deal. 
I mean, that's that's a fair take, Robbie. I mean, I, I would say this: you just sound like you're saying you trust Beamer, and I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, I, I believe in Shane Beamer as well, man. I, I think he's going to recruit well. I never really had all that much of worries that uh, he's going to recruit well, and and. Mm-hmm. I love to see the commitment on the offensive and defensive line they have in recruiting over the last couple of uh, cycles. So, you know, I mean, J.C. Sherbert, we've had combos with him and others too, and he's pointed out just the the, the needs and getting the numbers right. And, I mean, listen, South Carolina's got to find a way to add a – you know, to boost the numbers at edge. they got to boost the numbers at running back. And, I mean, listen, man, if they don't have coaches on their staff that can do that, they need to get new coaches. I mean, bottom line, I'm talking specifically about Montario Hardesty. Um, if you can't go out and recruit, listen, yeah. if you can't recruit, you can't be a head coach. You can't be a coach at the college level. You, I don't care if it's head coach, assistant. If you cannot recruit in today's game, there's no place for you because if you can't go get the best players, it doesn't matter how well you can coach right. the best players. You, you just, there's no role for you. So, um, yeah. you basically yeah. got to be a good coach and a good, and a good salesman basically is what you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So, you do. But uh, but yeah, that's all I got. And thanks again for the prayers. And shout out to Rebecca because today is her birthday. By the way. Shout out to Rebecca, Robbie. I love it. I love it. And we'll, like I said, we'll continue to keep your uh, your family in our prayers, Robbie. Thanks, buddy. Very much. Thank you very much. Hey, man. Appreciate you. Have a good one, Robbie. Appreciate right, it, man. Yeah. Great stuff. Finally. Call from. Aaron. We get to Aaron. Here we go. Aaron, what's going on, my guy? Apologies for not getting you in sooner, man. The phone lines have been clogged up today. What's going on? Man, you got me calling you like I'm like I'm chasing you, like you're a nephew or something, man. What's up with that? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. If I if I didn't recognize your number because it's an organ number, if I didn't recognize your number, I, I would be worried something was going on. That's 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 it. So yeah. I'm glad I knew it was you. Hold on, I'm knocking these tries out. But uh, question, just like yeah. every year, mm-hmm. you know, every time, every time in in my eyes, every time I've asked Shane Beamer to step up, like I'm somebody, but this is just in my mind. Every time I've asked Shane Beamer to step up to show me something, he has. Uh, I mean, last year was kind of iffy. You know, last year was kind of iffy, but I wanted to see him out coach the other sideline. And those last two games, he answered that question in, in flying color. Because, uh, I mean, even though that DJ kid, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in Clemson's recent history. Yeah, that every everything around him, everything around him was better in South Carolina. Uh, what's happening? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Grab that, bro. Uh, uh, Rattler, mm-hmm. this is this is the question of 2023 going into 2024. Can he build on Rattler? If, if that login doesn't come in, he basically has to hit the ground running because they got that North Carolina game fresh out of the box. And it's not a must win, but it makes the schedule 
a lot more manageable mm. if you could pull that first one off. Then you beat uh, what is it? Let me stay. Furman, Furman, week two. Furman, week two. Yeah, Florida's got yeah. McNeese, go I believe, in week two. But yes, Furman for Carolina. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to Florida, Utah. Mm, okay. But, uh, yeah, Salt Lake City. For I'm gonna go there for five days. I am nice. I am Mormon. You would okay. You know if you saw, you would you would know that if you saw me with that cognac. But uh. Yeah, they go they go to Furman, and then the schedule gets a little tougher. Can they? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the North Carolina game is important, but for program setting, can he build on? Uh, can he build on Spencer Rattler? Because up until right now, we'll say he hasn't met expectations. Because let's say ten out of ten out of twelve games, he was subpar. Mm-hmm. And and he's, in my opinion, when he when he even signed with South Carolina, I was like, yeah, that, it, it's just a big balls move mm-hmm. because he he was rated one of the best quarterbacks coming out of high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, Aaron, yeah. I was going to say about last year, Aaron, the first ten games for Rattler, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. The final three, ten touchdowns, three interceptions. So. I mean, to your point, man, it's it's really a question mark of which version of Spencer Rattler do the Gamecocks get that one in the final three games or the first ten or somewhere in between. That's the question mark. I'm thinking he's going to be – I don't think he's going to be lights out like that. I'm, I'm not saying you can't, but it's just unlikely when you switch up. When you switch up an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and to come out first game – to come out first game and just go balls to the wall, I'd be, I'd be shocked if that happened. But you know, I've been shocked. I've been shocked a lot in college football. It mm-hmm. is college football, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm looking at. It, it, this is where this. When I say program building, this is where I'm going. If he can't build, if he can't build off a of rattler mm-hmm. with the new up and coming SEC, it's going to be freaking. It's going to freaking be a monster. It's going to be a monster trying to navigate that. Now, that seller, I mean, he's a South Carolina kid, and he has the tools that you'd like to see in a quarterback, right? But he ain't, he ain't Rattler. He, he, wasn't, he ain't Rattler coming out of high school, let's say that, because we don't know what any of these kids are going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, – the only the, there's still things that worry me about them taking that next step: mm. offensive line, defensive line, defensive back, and which rattler are we going to get? Mm. Because if I don't, I don't know what team can exploit the offensive and defensive line, but you just can't go into a season with those type of deficiencies. I very, just want to, yeah, very, I just want to see it. Very valid questions, Aaron. I would say. Lines of scrimmage for sure. I, I think that's the number one area that South Carolina, they have to upgrade to ascend to the next level. I, I truly that, – that's where I think they're lacking the most. Not only is the talent, like – I mean, Hemingway is a monster. I remember mm-hmm. I remember his cousin. I think they're, they're down from – it's either his brother or his cousin. One of them went to Michigan. But it's not just – it's not just the boy who went to Michigan. His whole family down that way has been monsters. They're from by the beach. 
they're from either Horry County or where. I, I know they're I know they're from near We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Near the beach, but he, his whole family's been a monster. I've been hearing a Hemingway ever since I was in high school, and I graduated in '96. So those Hemingways are, have always been monsters. They might be from Hemingway, the more I think about it. But uh. Uh, the the edge strong. I mean, he was a good backup. Is he gonna is he gonna step up and be uh, all SEC starter? And then after that, where's the depth? Mm-hmm. So it's not just it's not just that the talent is. I'm not gonna say to a par. The talent isn't up to par with most with most teams in the division. There's no depth on that line either. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I got a lot of questions, and I want to see it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, to your point, Aaron, that uh, South Carolina's just got to stay healthy. I mean, they, they just they, they've got to hope they get lucky and stay healthy. And I think that's what's scary is because you and I both know, man. I mean, this is the game of football. It's physical. It's it's physical, and no, it's no more physical than in the SEC. And so injuries, guys are going to get nicked up. Guys are going to get banged up. You're going to have some guys miss a game or two. Oh, you just you hope to avoid the big injury, but you know. Can South Carolina can they can they weather that if it does happen? And I just don't know. This is a question I always ask people when they when we talk about offensive and defensive lines. Mm-hmm. What team, any year, any conference, has the offensive line and defensive line a starter never not miss a game, miss a quarter? You get where I'm going. Right, it's, right. It's going to happen. Yeah. But like you said, can can they weather the can they weather the big ones? Mm-hmm. Well, my trials feel so good. I feel like I could put the Incredible Hulk in the headlock. I'm feeling good today, boy. That damn Concept X running through my veins. Hey, man, y'all have a good one, man. I'm going to just hang up and listen to you and have a good show, bro. Aaron, you're the man. I appreciate you so much. You're a legend. Thank you. Dude, Aaron is incredible. Tries feeling so good I could put, put the Hulk in a headlock. And he said, I'm Mormon. You wouldn't know that. When you see me with that cognac, God, dude, Aaron has me rolling. Man. (laughs) 
And I, by, by the way, guys, I met Aaron in person last year at uh, at the South Carolina-Tennessee game, and he's a beast. I mean, this dude's like 6'6", like jacked. So awesome dude. Lives out in Oregon, believe it or not. Going to be out in Salt Lake City, except for Florida, Utah. What a time. Austin Gregory asked early in the show, removing Trey Knox, what new portal arrival do you expect to have the biggest impact on this year's team? Removing Trey Knox? I'd probably go with Jotius Gear on the edge. Three and a half sacks at Syracuse last season, Austin. I think that uh, I, I think Gear is primed to be an impact player up there on the edge. And, and I think it's at a position, it's at such a position of need where he's going to have every opportunity. So, so I, I think Gear is going to be the other big time impact guy. <clears throat> Ryan says, I'm worried about the running game and the offensive line. Honestly, I mean, Ryan, I, I listen, I, I'll say this. I think you'd be weird if you're not worried about the running back position and the offensive line. I, I just, I get being optimistic. I be, I get being garnet glasses. Dude, if you're not at least like, hey, that's a question mark. I'm, I'm, a, I'm intrigued to see what it looks like. You're, you're just not being realistic. You're just, you're not like, you're not. So I, I think you you be I think you are very normal to be concerned about that because there are major question marks there. Ethan says, Chris, why do you think our defensive backs have been our strength over the years over other positions, even in our bad years? Uh, South Carolina's just got a great track record with defensive backs. Also, I think Torian Gray is the best defensive backs coach in all of college football, and you've recruited well at that position. And uh you know, again, taking nothing away from them, but again, like Brad Lowing said, when you can't stop the run, teams are going to run it, and the passing yard numbers are going to look really good. So, Austin Gregory says, outside of Beamer, which head coach are you most excited to hear what they have to say at SEC Media Days? For me, it's a tie between Clark Lee and Billy Napier. Honorable mention, Jimbo. I mean, you know, Austin, it's hard to pick one. I am really intrigued to hear what Kirby Smart has to say in regards to addressing the the culture stuff, the culture questions he's inevitably going to get. I'm excited to hear from Nick Saban looking for a bounce back year. I am excited to hear from Billy Napier going into a pivotal year. I'm excited to hear from Jimbo for sure. Um. I'm excited to hear from Hugh Freeze, man, back in the SEC. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very pumped, man. I, I know somebody asked yesterday, or, or maybe it was today, about uh, will I be going every single day just South Carolina? I will be there every single day, guys. Going to enjoy the event every single day. Unknown caller. Let's jump to the phone lines. Rebecca. Rebecca, what's going on? How are you? Good. Happy birthday to you, Rebecca. I'm trying to find. Let's see. Where is it? I don't know. There we go. Okay. Got to get your graphic up here. Happy birthday to you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. I thought I'd call in before I have my birthday party at three. You're having a birthday party at three? Yep. Okay. Who who's all invited to the birthday party? Uh, 
different people right now. Different. I got my mom, my grandfather, different ones. Right off the bat, okay. I can't think of it. But we're having a swim party and and a grill out. Okay, a little barbecue. I love it. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, hot dogs, hamburgers, cake. Uh, I don't know what all. Is your uh, your man going to be the party or no? Yeah, Will's going to be there. Will's going to be there. Okay. I'm assuming that uh, Dale North North Keith were invited. No. Okay. Just confirming. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good today. So. Okay. Gotcha. Well, how's life, Rebecca? How how you been? I'm I'm actually making my way up to Tennessee next week. Uh, I don't think I'm making my way to your area, but uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, life is good. Me and Will's supposed to uh, me and Will's supposed to be coming to Westminster. I'm thinking the 21st through the 23rd. Okay. So, I, I'll let you know for sure the dates on that. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you and me and Will can you know meet up if you want. Let's make it happen, Rebecca. Or you can get me on the Spurs Up show. Let's do it. We'll do like That'd a lot awesome. live show with Rebecca. Right. I would love that to happen. You think you can do that and get it all set up somewhere? Well, well I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, I'll get back to you. I, we'll, we'll, we'll see about it. I don't see why we couldn't, though. All right. So, and we could get Will involved, too. Have him on there, too. What do you think, Chris? Why not? I'd love to meet him. Love to meet Will. Well, I reckon I'll get off of here, and I wanted to call in before my birthday party and get started and everything. Rebecca, happy birthday to you from all of us, truly. Hope you enjoy the birthday party, and, uh, yeah, enjoy your special day. I will. Rebecca, great and to hear. I love you. Le- Le- we-, we love you as well, Rebecca. Great to hear from you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Great stuff from <laughs> Rebecca. Anyways, let's get back into your questions. Let's see. Austin Gregory, Greg Sankey extension is a no-brainer. Congrats to Sankey. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, how about this, Madison? Duncan, breaking news. Allen University is purchasing land in Richland County for its own football stadium. Love to see that. Eric Tigari, you planning to interview any ex-players anytime soon? Yeah, we'll make it happen. Why not? Call from Peyton. Peyton, what's going on, my man? How are you? 
Good about yourself, bro. I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? So I'm sitting here thinking, uh, took a vacation this, this weekend to uh, the great state of Kentucky, you know, where that, where that good wildcat pack has grown out. Right, and, right. Uh, we, uh, so we're on the way back to, uh, to our family's house, and I'm sitting here thinking, what if you could pick one, if you had to pick one, what, is, what would be the most important must-win game for the Gamecocks next season? If you had to pick one, what would be, say, the most important as far as continuing the momentum with recruiting mm-hmm. and, con- and continuing the trajectory that Beamer's got this program on? What would, if you had to pick a singular game, what would you say would be the most important? Yeah, well, I mean, I would say this. To continue the momentum in recruiting and to continue the upward ascension, you need to – you know, I, I'm not going to say that if you go 7-5, and five, you don't continue the momentum. I'm not going to say – like, they're not all built the same. They're not all built equally. But getting to eight wins would be great to continue the momentum, the ascension, get back, match last year's win total. And I've already went on record and said that must win game for me. And I don't know, you know, it really depends. I'll say this will on how you define the must win game. Some people, UNC's must win. Some people, Tennessee's must win. Some say Clemson's the must win. I look at the Florida game being as just the yeah. swing game that we're, you know, coming off the bye week. You know, you, you need to weather the storm in the first five games. But the Florida game, I think, is symbolizing where you need to start playing really good football because you go into the back half of your schedule that you can take advantage of, right? Games against Mizzou, Kentucky, Vandy, Jacksonville State. You know, you got the game at A&M. You got the game at home against Clemson. You got some very winnable games. You can't afford to stub your toe, in my opinion, against Florida. I I think to maximize the potential of the season, that's just a game you have to take care of your business in. I mean, most Gamecocks are chalking that up as a W already, but, dude, after last year, you got to take care of your business. You got to take care of your business. So that game against Florida to me, man, I mean, there are certainly others you could convince me of. That Florida game is the one I look at and say, South Carolina, they've got to have it this year. Yeah, I, and I think uh, if, if we beat a team like Florida this year, I think it, uh, it it starts to maybe reestablish the floor of expectations, you know, start – starting to change our expectations as to teams that we are supposed to perform well against and we are supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, I think Missouri is in that conversation as well, same as Florida. I would put Missouri as a, as, as a very important game for, for Carolina going forward because, I mean, I'm tired of, uh, of Eli Drinkwitz owning, owning South Carolina. I'm, I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. Missouri is not – they're not on the same trajectory as we are. They're not – they're, they're just they're just not, and uh, I, I'm tired of coming in second to, to those bastards in Missouri. Okay, it's true. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I, uh, I I I hear you, man, and, I, and I've got the Gamecocks beating Mizzou. I've got the Gamecocks beating Mizzou and beating Kentucky. So, um, which I you know I, yeah. I think that when you talk about snapping streaks, and obviously last year was a big year for that. Uh, that Mizzou streak certainly, man, is one that you just you, you've got it. You've got to get rid of it. You got to get that monkey off your back. You can't keep losing it to Eli Drinkwitz and Mizzou, and uh, you know you're just making life much tougher on yourself when you do that. So um, I, I like you know I, I know it's that game is a game that most are going to be writing off as South Carolina to lose because they've lost four in a row. You know, 
I like the Gamecocks in it. I, I do. I'm picking them to win that game, and, and you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's certainly one that you need to get. Yeah. And um, I think uh, sometimes, you know, we get in the heat of the moment and certain things go by the wayside. If, if we were – I mean, me and you had a conversation about this a while ago, and you said if South Carolina's offense is even competent against Missouri last season – we win that game, and that pushes our regular season win total to nine and three. For God's sake, you talk about a giant step forward. We were we were very very close to getting that, but for whatever reason, you could put it on Satterfield, you could put it on, uh, you could put it on the inconsistencies of Rattler, you can put it on whoever you want to, but it it made it four and zero for for Drinkwood versus Carolina mm-hmm. for Missouri versus Carolina in the past four years, and mm-hmm. I just. It's uh, they've been a speed bump for us, and we got to get over them. Yeah, same as Florida. So, yeah, but it's it's just really turned into what the Kentucky streak was in the mid 2010s, where it's like, I mean, we're 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 bursting at the seams, ready for South Carolina football to quote unquote get back to what it was under Steve Spurrier, and be considered right. a realistic contender in the SEC, and 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 be looked at more, dare I say, more favorably from a national perspective. It's just really hard to convince anyone that your program is on the up and up when you're losing to Missouri every year. It's, it's just tough to do, man. Whether you like it, hate it, it yeah. was tough to do when you were losing to Kentucky every year. It's just tough to do, man. So definitely one you got to have. Yeah, and, uh, and to talk more about uh, the, the ending, ending streak of, mm-hmm. of South Carolina, I mean, Last year we go up to Lexington. We come up here and and we win in Lexington for the first time. And and what what did Beamer say? Nine. Seasons? It was it was the first time like since that? it was the first time since 2012 you had beaten Kentucky in Lexington. Yeah, that and that that is that's just absurd, now. And and uh, as far as you know, overall morale and, and like you said, selling selling uh selling your program to these high to these high blue chip recruits. And you, you can't keep losing to teams that go six and six or lose to teams that go five and seven in the regular season. And like me and you talked about it a while ago, and uh, you said three out of our four regular season losses were to teams that went six and six. Is that, is that, yes, you, you yes, because that, our, not, yeah, Arkansas, Florida, and uh, Missouri all went six and six. Your fourth, your fourth regular season loss was to Georgia. So yeah, three of the four yeah. came to teams that finished six and six. Yeah, and I, I think, um, like I like I said earlier in this in this phone call, you know, I think it's about reestablishing the floor and reestablishing expectations as as far as who we expect to beat and who we expect to perform well against. So I think uh, I definitely think Beamer's on his way to doing that. Mm-hmm. I just think it's time to prove it this year. What do you say? I mean, I think that's why getting to eight wins this season is so big because, again, like you mentioned, it, it actually it, – it, it sets a new floor. It sets a new precedent for South Carolina football where eight wins is now the floor for Carolina, or at least in, your, in our minds it is. It's the new standard, if you will. It's, yeah. That's why it's so important yeah. to get back to that eight-win mark. And, you know, because I, I really do believe – and maybe it's over-exaggerating. I don't think it is, though. Like, I think this is a year where – who are they really? What is South Carolina football really under Shane Beamer? Are they going to overachieve again? And it go from being, well, they've overachieved to this is who they are. They're an 8-9 win team under Shane Beamer. He gets the most 
out of his football team. They're well coached. They may not be the most talented. They're getting there. They're adding pieces. But because of who they are, what they do, how they do it, they're going to be an eight-win team on a yearly basis at minimum. Or do you go back to six and six, maybe even seven and five, and just kind of revert back to, okay, it's still South Carolina football. That's why it's so important, so big to get to. If you can get to that eight wins or more mark in year three, that's why it's such a big deal. Yeah, and uh, and you know, a, a couple of days ago, I, I called in and um, I, I, we were talking about best and worst case scenarios, and I, and I said nine and three would probably be my best uh, best case scenario, but eight and four with with a ninth win. If you pick that win up in a bowl game and you go nine and four for the total season, I, I label that just the biggest success as going nine and three and losing the bowl game. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, total wins. I mean, just just total wins. I mean, if you can get to, yeah. if you can get to nine wins either way, that would be a massively successful season. Massively successful. Yeah, yeah. Six, twelve, half a dozen of another. But I um, listen, man. I, I really appreciate you. Appreciate you answering, man. Um, I'll, I'll hold it down for the for the Gamecock fans up here in Wildcat Country and give them hell every chance to get. So. I, uh, I appreciate you uh, answering the call, man. I love talking to you. Love the show. Uh, appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for his up show. Go Cox, man. Peyton, you're the man. I appreciate it. Go Cox, my dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Always a great call from uh, from Peyton. One of our – we got to get his, uh, his graphic put together. I got to text my guy Eric Reese on that. Uh, guys, let's take a couple of questions from the chat, and then we're going to jump into one final break here. Let's see. Uh – Austin Gregory, is Loggins pronounced Loggins or Logains? It is Loggins, my guy. Loggins. Big buddy. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, can we go ahead and stop crying about Missouri being the real Columbia? Can we stop crying about Kentucky owning South Carolina? And can we stop complaining about that stuff. I mean, actually win a game for once. Well, I mean, Carolina took care of business against Kentucky last year. So I mean I'm not I'm not too much complaining about that one. I mean, Mizzou, yeah, you need to take care of it on the field, man. Bottom line, you gotta you gotta win games. You gotta find a way to, you know, talk is cheap. And I mean, right now I would listen, I'll admit it, I'll say it. Eli Drinkwitz owns Carolina until proven otherwise. So I mean it's I mean it goes back to not just what he's doing at Mizzou. But, uh, you know, 2019, he was the head coach at Appalachian State when they came into Williams-Bryce and, and beat Will Muschamp in the Gamecocks. So, you know, like it or not, the Gamecocks right now are uh, are owned by Missouri. So, I, I don't know what else to say. So, I mean, it's got to happen on the field, to your point. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a talking point, man. Until that streak ends, it, it's, a, it's a talking point and going to be a top storyline for Gamecock fans. And here's another thing, right? Y'all need a, a bunch of things to really happen. And listen, I'm not I'm not coming out with the excuses because I'm not even a fan of either of the teams. I'm just talking trash here, right? But the the whole point is that um, if 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 Kentucky had a healthier roster, uh, y'all would have got y'all would have got smacked. And that, that's just reality. I mean, they had a they had a quarterback that's never seen the field. Uh, in his life uh, playing for, for Kentucky versus uh, Spencer Rattler that had the worst QBR in the first half of the season. So, I mean, 
honestly, that Kentucky game, you can say. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Could have went, and y'all barely beat them last year. So, I mean, listen, I think Kentucky is just a, is a, is just a better program right now than, than the South Carolina and. And um, whether you like to hear that or not, it's the truth. The dog started freaking out. I thought somebody was breaking the freaking house. I think what happened, though, they're doing a lot of construction in this neighborhood, and I think it – I don't know. It sounded like somebody might have drove by in a loud noise. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But dog started freaking out. I was like, let me go see what the heck's going on. So our previous caller, I do apologize. I think they more so knew it was a Georgia fan and said, hey, get off the phone. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I apologize. If you want to call back in, you're more than welcome. Um, yeah, they 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 freaked out, though. I had to go calm down the pups. So maybe they're just ready to uh, to go out. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. From- Man, I'm the one breaking in your house. Did you get an answer the phone? To accept, press 1 to send a voicemail. BDD, what's going on, man? Man, you almost caught me. I was trying to sneak in. Yeah, I could, I could tell, man. The, the dogs would have uh, probably ripped you a new one. Yeah, I tried to show them a picture of old Smokey, but they didn't trust me. Nope. <laughs> What's well, going I on, man? I, I, I heard uh, I heard you didn't get the invite to Rebecca's birthday. Whose birthday? Yeah, Rebecca's birthday is today. Man, let me tell you something, okay? Now, it is a birthday today that I wanted to call in and give a shout-out to somebody who's always been there for me through thick and thin. Always somebody I could rely on to make me feel better, you know, about whatever the day held before I come home. And I, you know, it ain't it ain't Rebecca, so don't don't think that. But there is a birthday today that I just want to give a shout-out to. And I'm actually going to the movie here in a little bit uh, in honor of his birthday. But... Uh, Han Solo, a.k.a. Indiana Jones, the man, the myth, the legend, Harrison Ford. It's his birthday. So if there's anybody's birthday that needs celebrating today, it's that man. Living legend. I still sleep with uh, my little chewy uh, stuffed animal that I got so I can act like I'm Han Solo, you know, my little buddy. So that's the only birthday I'm shouting out today is Han Solo. Uh, I don't care if I didn't get invited. I bet Keith is going. Apparently Keith's not going. Hey, apparently Keith's not going either. Man, I ain't thought about her in at least seven hours, and you gotta bring her back up. Good lord, man! I just wanted to call and ask how you doing. I, I apologize for ruining hey. your uh, your 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 Thursday, my guy. Yeah, man. 
I was looking forward to going to Indiana Jones, but now I feel like I need to go choke it, choke something, you know? Hi. Well, how's it going? You going to Tennessee next week? I'm going, going to, to Tennessee, man. I'm going to Tennessee. I'm going to Nashville, so I don't I don't know if we'll be able to make the detour to go uh, go to Shoney's. But uh man. Yeah. I got to buy one, get one. You want to show up, man? I got an empty seat at the booth now since you want to bring up the past. You know, there ain't nobody going with me. So, I mean. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. I mean, I, I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to. I'd love to check it out. Why not? Yeah, I'll let you meet Ruth. She's a, she's a good lady. She takes care of me every time we go. She's a good waitress. She knows my she knows my order. No matter what, what time of the day it is, I wind up in there. She shows up. Mm. And she takes care of old Dale. I love that. We got to make it happen. Man, Today, man, you've had like seventeen dollars. I've done left like three like messages. Dude, I know. I, I, I've uh, the phone lines have been ringing off the hook, my friend. I love it. I love it. Honestly, I love it. Man, I just want to call in and see what's going on. And they, man, Chris, man, you know what? You probably owe me four dollars now after breaking my heart. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Ain't even two now. Then doubled it to four. Bringing up the past. You done told me you ain't got no single cousin. So, I mean, it's hard for a man out here. I don't. I, I have. I, I'm not. I'm not able to help you in that regard, Dale. I apologize. The four dollars, yes, but not not that not that department. All right, baby. Well, let's go. I know it's about quitting time, and I've about got no more minutes anyway. You know, I gotta go up seven minutes before I go to the movie theater. Give me a big gulp. I, I hear you. I hear you. All right, man. Well, I love you. Uh, BDD, talk to lo- you later, BDD. Lo- love you too, BDD. All right, brother. Great stuff. <laughs> We're just spreading the love here on this uh, here on this Thursday. All right, let's see if we can get into any of your questions. Let's see if we can get into any of your questions. Ruin Nation said the caller's low and everyone are just me. I, I hear them just fine, like normal Ruin Nation. I don't know if it's if it's you, if it's me. I, I have no idea. Um, let's see. Ruin Nation also said, come to think of it, Dale hasn't been back on since Rebecca called in and said she had a new man a few weeks ago. Is Dale okay? Jail messed up. Well, there he is. There he is, Ruin Nation. You just heard from him. So there you go. Mm, let's see. Frank says, you won't believe what shows up when you Google Big Cock Club. It ain't football. (laughs) By the way, Frank joined the Big Cock Club today during TDC. So, Frank, I will send you the the, uh, link to the Discord right after we get off of here. Love that. That'll be a lot of fun. Football Frank has entered the Discord. Let's see. Noah Hall's officially gone. He signed his deal with the New York Mets. 176000 Congratulations to him, man. That's awesome. I want to get to this question. Where did it go? Let's see. Okay. Travis says, have you seen the Savelle tweets? What is up with him, Chris? I have seen them. And Travis, you know... I don't want to speak for Savelle because Savelle Newton 
friend of mine, and he'll come on this show and he'll 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 speak for himself. I would say with Savelle that in my from what I've taken away from conversations with Savelle and you know, my best guess, I, I I think there's some bitterness there. I think that maybe Savelle is not embraced by the university the way he would like. And uh, for those reasons, I, I don't know, maybe he wants to distance himself from South Carolina. I would say this, and I would tell Savelle this, man, the only person that having a grudge hurts is you. So to hold a grudge and to carry that with you every day and you know, I I would not advise Savelle of doing that, and especially on social media where, I mean, he's a representative of, he played his college football at South Carolina. He he represents South Carolina, whether he likes it or not. And so, you know, I think if people want to praise Savelle Newton and, and show him love and show him support, I think Savelle, the best bet for him is to embrace and take that love and take that support. And, you know, even if you don't want it, or just say nothing, say nothing if you have nothing you, you know, positive to say in that regard. You know what I mean? So, I have seen it. Um, Bruin Nation says he keeps saying he don't want them to acknowledge him. Again, Bruin Nation, I, I think I think where that really comes from, I'm certainly not a, <clears throat> not a therapist or anything of the sort, but I think that comes from he's hurt that he doesn't get acknowledged more. I, I, I think that's why he's saying that. And I say this, Savelle is not acknowledged the way that I, I wish he was. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. You got you to gotta let it go. You got to let it go and let bygones bygones at some point. And I don't know, man. I, I You know, I, I hope he can let that go because, again, like I mentioned, the only person holding a grudge hurts is the one who has it. So, anyways, guys, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I want to say thank you to Mark Ryan for taking the time today. Great stuff, as always, from Mark Ryan. Let's see. The power hour has been incredible. The questions going nonstop. I appreciate that. And guys, we'll talk special teams on tomorrow's show. That's all we'll we'll discuss. We will discuss special teams. Talk Beamer Ball. We're going to cram everything in for special teams into one show. One show because we only have one day left in the week. And of course, beginning on Sunday... We will begin our opponent preview series and start talking SEC media days. And, you know, I'll talk things I'm most excited to hear, what coaches I'm excited to hear from, players, et cetera. So really looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, And next week's content, guys, what you can expect is, you know, we'll have those opponent previews in hour number one, but also a lot of it's just going to be the day that was at SEC media days and, and me recapping and recollecting what happened and, top storylines from that day and takeaways and it's going to be a blast man going to be a ton of fun cannot wait and uh, the content's going to be absolutely electric for sure Bruin Nation says he played against Savelle Newton in high school watched him ever since loved the dude but he smears pure hatred something happened well Bruin Nation maybe at some point we can get Savelle Newton on and hear from his side of the story. Guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Again, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed there and hit the bell icon. You get notifications of when we go live and when we drop new video content. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. Also, guys, hit the subscribe button. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review. Go rate the show as well. It helps boost up the podcast, boost up the show, 
Truly appreciate you all. All right, guys, we're out of here. Hey, stick around, by the way, later tonight, 7 o'clock, TSUS.store. Our official relaunch will drop. Be sure to check that out. Really excited for a new era of TSUS.store, a new era of merchandise being produced by us. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.